0: Hello hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ball Sticks and Fists. This is your host Keaton and we are live. It's your favorite show without an intro. So, uh we're going to break down last week's games, uh and yeah, <laughs> uh go over our bets and we're going to preview this week's slate. So, sorry for the delay, but we are here. So, Um, let's get right into it. Uh, Bama 20 at Texas 19. I mean, this was a good game. Texas had every opportunity to put away the game. And you can't win a game against a top opponent like Alabama with field goals. You need to put up touchdowns. Field goals aren't going to win the game. Texas outplayed Bama. Bama had 15 penalties, tied for the most ever under the Saban era. Uh, it's kind of a bummer Quinn Ewers uh went down. Uh, who knows how that game plays out if he doesn't get injured in the first quarter. I believe that was first quarter, first halfish. Uh, Bama has a lot to work on, especially with the receivers getting open, uh, and opening up the run game a little bit. Uh, as you know, I was at the pit game, so I was able to actually have good connection there at one point whenever I connected to the Wi-Fi and I was able to stream the game on my phone. So I caught the tail end of the game. So we'll see where Texas goes from here. Uh, This might be one of the games like, damn, we almost had them. And they kind of just fall off the freaking face of the cliff. Uh, From here though, I think Bama only gets better. Uh, This is kind of like a game last year against Texas A&M where they lost and then this year they ended up winning it so we'll see where texas goes it might be like kind of like uh uh we peaked and then it's just a hard crash down so into the next one we got app state 17 at texas a&m 14 down goes number six uh turns out a&m uh was just not that good uh uh I don't know. Major problems on offense. Uh, Their defense was on the field the whole game. App State kind of just controlled the game. A little quick stat for you. App State had the ball for 41 minutes and 29 seconds of the game. And they ran 80 plays. Uh, Texas A&M ran 38 plays. So their possession was cut in half of App State's into like 19 minutes ish. So... Your defense is on the field for 41 minutes and 29 seconds of a game that is 60 minutes long. Uh, you're asking to lose. Uh, we'll see how. We'll see what Texas A&M does if they end up changing quarterbacks eventually, or what. But uh, honestly, kind of impressive that Texas A&M held App State to 17 points. You ever know App State had the ball for. Uh, 41 minutes of the game. Let's get into another upset, though. Marshall, 26, at Notre Dame, 21. Down goes number eight. Marcus Freeman's 0-3 to start as a head coach. Remember, he coached in the bowl game. They lost. Coached in the home opener against Ohio State. I mean, not the home. The season opener against Ohio State lost. And then lost against Marshall. 0-3. Defense really isn't, like, the main problem. Uh, I don't know, like, their run defense is, but, like, their offense is a major problem. So, their defense run, uh, run defense is, like, a minor problem compared to their offense being a major problem. Uh, Tyler Buckner is out for the season. Uh, he threw the same pick twice. Literally, he threw the same ball twice on a comeback, and it got picked twice, uh, Marshall did run the ball down uh, Notre Dame's throat for 219 total rushing yards. Uh, Marshall's running back one is actually a Florida State transfer, and he ran for 163 himself. Uh, looking at Notre Dame's schedule, though, they might be a 4 win team. <laughs> like, honestly, that's not ever being disrespectful for Notre Dame. Like, they might be a 4 win team. Five wins if they're lucky. They play Cal this week, and they should be able to get a W. Um, let's pull it up real quick. Notre Dame football schedule. So, they play Cal this week. They should get a W. They should. Then they go to at UNC. I'm marking that as a loss. They won't have the points to put up. Like they, They might be able to restrict UNC's offense a little bit. But as bad as like UNC's defense is in letting up points, I just simply don't think Notre Dame will be able to put points up unless they figure something out on that side. Then they go to at BYU, marking out that as lost. They play Stanford at home, that should be a W. So what is that? Three wins now. All right. So okay. Here. All right. Well. It, all right. So oh no, shoot. I'm all right. Not three wins. I'm already saying that they got. A win, no. All right, so Cal might be their first one. That's one. And then Stanford, October fifteenth, might be their second one. That's two. UNLV, they should take care of. That's three. Going to Syracuse, I have them losing. Uh, Then they play Clemson at home, got them losing. They play at Navy. That's win number four. Boston College, that's probably a win. That's win number five. And then they play at USC. That's a that's an L. Uh, So I just counted out five five W's for the fighting Irish. Doesn't seem like they're going to be doing much fighting if you know what I'm saying. But it's always good to see. Love to see it. Uh, Baylor 20 at BYU 26. Overtime game down goes number nine. Not much to say. Really not going to knock Baylor for this loss. A hard fought loss in a tough environment. But uh Man, the kickers in this game. Yeesh. Uh Just couldn't make one when it mattered, I guess. I don't know. Uh, USC 41 at Stanford 28. I mean... If USC can stay healthy, they will probably make the playoff. They probably don't have the depth if they get a couple injuries to, like, make it. But, like, if they stay healthy... They're probably going to the playoff. They're averaging 8 yards, like eight point two eight yards per play. Which is basically a first down every single play. Uh, Their defense, though, is allowing like 5 yards per play. So it's classic Lincoln-Riley. We're just going to score more points than you. Uh, But they're like, their turnover, like they're... Their defense creating turnovers and their offense turning into points, I think it's like 56 to 0. We're not even in week three yet. And their turnover ratio is 56 to 0. So if a team can put up like a clean slate against them, I'm kind of interested to see how the game plays out. Because so far, teams are just turning over the ball and they're just putting points up. And teams can't catch on to that. Stanford almost had a backdoor cover there. Just needed one more touchdown. And they covered that 7.5. Oh, shit. No, they... No. Yeah, they would cover that 7.5 if they would have scored one more time. Almost on the backdoor. Almost on the backdoor. Uh, Kentucky 26 at Florida 16. Down goes number 12. Jeez, How many upsets last week? Jeez. Uh... Kentucky's a team I kind of like this year. They kind of got those weapons. They play physical football. Uh, it wasn't Anthony Richardson's best game, but who's that to say Kentucky forced him not to have a good game? They put him in spots where he was uncomfortable. Uh, the last points Florida scored was on the, in the second quarter, and it was a safety because Kentucky's long snapper snapped the ball over their punter's head, and it went through the back of the end zone. That was the last points Florida scored in the second quarter, so oh, this next game. I got a bone to pick. Tennessee 34 at pit 27. Down goes number 17. I mean, dude, I this shit's so like I'm not even a pit fan. Like, I'm like, this shit is just like, I can't imagine being like a lifetime Pitt fan. And this is the shit they put on TV on Saturdays. Like, Jesus, this is like, what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? Pitt had every opportunity to put the nail in the fucking coffin. Every opportunity. And they didn't. Narduzzi, Signati Jr., what the fuck are you doing? It's the second quarter. You're down by seven going into the half. Like, and you get the ball. All right, you get the ball to start the second half, right? You just got punted the ball in the second quarter with 20 seconds left. You are in your own territory. You're not going to freaking move the ball down the field to get in field goal range in 20 seconds. Your offense just isn't built for it this year. So what do you do? Instead of kneeling it down going into half, you get your freaking quarterback killed. Absolutely killed on a play-action play. He fumbles, gives Tennessee the ball, and Tennessee gets points to make it a 10-point game going into the half. Like, what are you, like, What just kneel it. Just kneel it. I don't know. They got a, like, I don't know if, like, Slovis has, like, the power and the offense to, like, rotate, like, the, like, they're putting Slovis in empty sets. There's one, two. There's like six people coming on a blitz, and there's only five people to block. Tennessee was just sending delayed blitzes the whole game, getting Slovis killed. And then, and then, like, obviously, all right. And then, not even like. So Slovis gets injured. All right, concussion supposedly. Nick Paddy comes in. He has a high ankle sprain now. You know what Pitt's doing? They're making this guy with a high ankle sprain who can barely walk do bootlegs out of under center. You know how many extra steps that is? Just go out of shotgun. Buy him his time. Instead, you're making him go under center and the dude can't freaking walk? Like, dude, I just can't stand this shit anymore. It's like the most frustrating fucking sense of football ever. It's fucking third down in overtime. You need like eight yards or whatever. You know what the fuck you do? You do a fucking bootleg. Play action bootleg. Like, dude, yeah, Tennessee really fell for that bootleg, dude. Like, they totally thought you were running it there. No, because you ran it first down and second down. So why would you run it fucking third down? And your quarterback, your second string quarterback, let me remind you... Has a high ankle sprain. And you're running a bootleg with a guy with a high ankle sprain? On third down in overtime? Just guess what happened? He got sacked. Yes, he got sacked. Guess what? He just didn't get sacked. Like, he just didn't lose, like, you know, five yards. It's not like fourth and 13. He lost a lot of yards. It's fourth and 28. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Like, the game management on Pitt's end is just horrendous. And I thought they were... I thought, like, the magic of Pit football was going to, like, continue into this week because they blocked the punt, get zero points off of it. Uh, Tennessee muffs a punt. Uh, I think they got, like... I think they got three points off that. Dude, so many points left on the board that Pitt did. I'll count them out for you. If you didn't watch the game, I'll count... you. I'll count them out. Uh, It was first quarter. Slovis threw an interception that hit off Munfield's hands. And it went up in the air. And Tennessee picked it off. So, honestly, that should have been a touchdown. uh, Seven points there. Also, to note. Dude, how many flags? Like, I am remember saying, like, the refs, like, fuck Pitt or anything. But they, like, had, like, such an impact on the... It's like, they had a weird impact on the game. They threw... I don't know, probably four to five flags th- that were going against Tennessee that they ended up picking up. It's like, obviously you saw something and you threw the flag and then you pick it up. Like I get picking up one flag, but picking up four to five flags, I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? This Southern, this SEC fucking hospitality inside fucking pit state. Like, I just don't know. And I went back and I watched one of the flags that they picked up, which happened to be on this interception. That they picked up. Izzy. uh, Pitt's running back was running an angle route. Out of the backfield. So he's one on one with the linebacker right. And as he goes to make his cut. The linebacker just fucking grabs him. He would have been fucking wide open. But the linebacker grabs him. And don't get me this bullshit about the 5 yard shit. It was past the 5 yard marker. Should have been no contact fucking allowed. So I don't get why the hell they picked up that flag. But it definitely should have been picked up. Because one fucking Izzy's wide open. If they freaking don't, if the freaking linebacker doesn't fucking grab him and bear hug him, two uh, Tennessee doesn't get the ball back. Because right there, it's I think it's like ten nothing right now. So right off there, it would have been seventeen nothing. Ugh, I don't know, dude. Like so frustrating. So all right, so that's seven points right there. Uh, two missed field goals. Uh, so, oh, so we got 10, 13. and that's being like kind of like, like because one of the missed field goals came off that blocked punt, and that blocked punt had a wide open freaking lane to the end zone, and the Pitts player pushed Pitts player with the football out of bounds. So fuck it, we're not saying that that was three points. Even no, though it was three points that Ben Sauls missed on the extra point, we're counting that a seven. That block punt should have been fucking housed. That should have been seven points right there. So we're at 17 missed opportunities on points. 17. 17. What the hell are you doing? Gotta cash in on that. That This shit shouldn't have been went to overtime. Pitt's defense kept Tennessee in check all game. Like, oh my god. On to the next. Iowa State I Iowa. Iowa State one ten, uh ten seven. I would I, like I'm not even fucking talking about this game just because this sh- like, I was football is freaking horrendous this year. Like I don't ever know it. Like I think it would be like torture if you force someone to sit in the on like on a Saturday afternoon and put an Iowa football game on. I think that that's like torture. Like nothing, nothing else. You're not allowed your phone. You're not allowed to switch any other games. Your punishment is sitting here for three, three and a half hours of your life and watching Iowa football. That's your punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, I don't think I could do it. Like, I think I'd rather watch paint dry than watch Iowa football. (laughs) They've only scored seven points. all. Like, seven points is their highest scoring game. And the fact that they're favored by 23 points you're expecting Iowa to put up enough points to cover 23 points this week? They haven't been ever put up more than seven. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Illinois is back. They beat Virginia ACC opponent. That's all I'm going to say. Uh Oh, man. Oh, man. Can we just have a moment of silence, please? moment of silence? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, moment of silence for WVU's uh, program and Neil Brown. Uh, Neil Brown's coming in on his third or fourth year, and Kansas beat them <laughs> at, while WVU was home. I mean, not shitting on Kansas or anything. Kansas played a great game. Kansas 55 at WVU 42, overtime game, and WVU finds a way to lose by 13 in overtime. I know there was a pick six and everything, but, man, I like what Kansas looks like this year. Uh... The offense looks good. Uh, defense made a stop when it needed well, no, it could have made a stop before uh regulation ended. That because WU scored to force overtime, I mean, they could have gotten a stop there, but they got a big time stop in overtime. I really like what Kansas looks like this uh, this uh, year. Their quarterback's really good. Uh, I really like them actually this year. Uh. Georgia Southern 45 at Nebraska 42. Damn. Can we have another moment of silence, please? Thank you. Uh, Scott Frost gone. Um, I mean, just shows that Nebraska was so done with his shit. Uh, they could have waited three more weeks, and then they would have only had to pay him like $6.5 million. Instead, they let him go uh, before the three and a half. The three-week deadline, and they owe him like fifteen million or sixteen million or whatever. So he gets his bag. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Nebraska uh, plays Oklahoma this week, and uh, honestly, they might they might be able to pull something. They're at home. Who knows? Uh, Oregon State thirty-five at Fresno State thirty-two uh, last week. I told you this was a sneaky good game to watch out for, and it turned out to be. Oregon State played on the uh, they um scored final play of the game so I mean good game Fresno State has a good game coming up this week too we better to get into some sh- some week three stuff so that was that uh let's get into week three Florida State minus two and a half at Louisville uh which Louisville is gonna show up Offensive questions for Louisville still, even with Malik Cunningham. Uh defense showed up in the second half for Louisville. I don't think Florida State's that good either. Um so I don't know. It's gonna be the battle of it's gonna be the battle of who shows up just a little bit better. The battle of two bad teams. <laughs> uh got number six, Oklahoma. Traveling to Nebraska, Oklahoma's minus 10.5 favorites. It's the first game without Scott Frost. Uh, last week, Oklahoma struggled in the first half versus Kent State with Kent State's mobile quarterback. Uh, I think Nebraska will play this game close. Honestly, like, they might be, like, a little come-behind thing. Might like It might be, like, a little close game at the end. But as we know with Nebraska, they don't know how to win those close games. So I think they'll cover the ten and a half, but I think Oklahoma wins outright. Georgia minus twenty-four and a half points traveling to South Carolina. I mean, Georgia will steamroll South Carolina. Uh Spencer Rattler will probably throw five picks. Georgia is just so freaking good this year. I know like people are like, Oh, I don't know. Sometimes South Carolina like pulls out like a fluke win against Georgia. It's kind of like known in history. But I this Georgia team's so good. Um Spencer Rattler is going to be running for his life, and he's going to try and force shit, and he's going to get picked off a lot. I mean, I made a mistake last year betting against uh, Georgia with the points against Arkansas, and they absolutely steamrolled Arkansas. I think this is the same situation, but South Carolina is just not as good as Arkansas. Um, So Georgia in that one. Purdue at Syracuse, uh, minus 1.5. I love this game for Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse has been looking real good And the fact that this is a home game uh, Yeah I love Syracuse In this spot that's all I gotta say uh, BYU at Oregon Minus three and a half how will this Oregon team look I know BYU's probably Missing two of their top receivers um, How would BYU Bounce back after an emotional win last week uh, I know it's at Oregon and it's kind of weird seeing Oregon as three and a half Point favorites Or it's like I don't know Uh, I'm probably leaning towards Oregon in this one. Penn State minus three and a half at Auburn. Uh, This will be a tough environment, but I think the Purdue game kind of got them like kind of uh, broken in a little bit. So I think like obviously Auburn's a tougher environment than Purdue, but it was, you know, get, get your tongue a little wet and then now it's time to go. I don't think Auburn's that good. I know they got physical gifts. I know their defense is good. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe people are disrespecting Penn State in this spot. A lot of people are picking Auburn in this slot. So you know what? Like I just don't understand why. Like it's the SEC bias, I think. Like I like people like, and then people would like bring up James Franklin's like record in these type of games, and it's not the greatest record. Uh, I think he's like three and something. And like when he's favored by like three or less points uh, on the road or something. It's like something freaking weird. So let's look at Auburn so far. 42-16 win against Mercer. Congrats. Last week, twenty-four sixteen 24-16 win against San Jose State at home. I don't give a. I don't care who. Dude, I don't. I can't believe the disrespect. Like, I think Penn State's going to come in here and make a statement. As long as James Franklin's a good game manager and Sean Clifford doesn't make mistakes. Don't turn over the ball. And I think Penn State wins this game. Keep Sean Clifford healthy. And hopefully, you don't get him killed because that Auburn could probably take advantage of your offensive line a little bit. But I was listening to someone. T- they were like, oh, Auburn, like, he's like. Like what? I thought Penn State at three at three point like Penn State's favored by three and a half points. I'm like, dude, Penn State three and a half points all day long. Also, here's some dis- disrespect again. <laughs> MSU Michigan State traveling to out Washington minus three and a half. Washington's minus three and a half against the uh, whatever top fit whatever Michigan State's rank. I know Washington has a good air attack, but y'all are acting like. Michigan State never seen Michael Penix Jr. before. Michael Penix Jr. went to Indiana. MSU's seen them. They know what to expect. So everyone's like, Washington's air attack's going to be troublesome for MSU. Dude, and I know MSU's shown problems throwing the ball this year, but I'm telling you, somehow, some way, Michigan State will win this game. And that's without question. Like I like, I can't believe like this is an actual, like Washington, like Michigan State being dogs on the road. All right, I'll take it. I got oh Miami at Texas A&M. Texas A&M's minus six and a half. Uh, might be an ugly game. Don't really got much to say on this game. I think Tyler Van Dyke will be the difference maker. That's Miami's quarterback. I think it will all come down to the quarterback and maybe whose defense is on the field longer. Uh, also, like, people are like, dude, I don't get why people are freaking out about AM. Dude, what do you mean? App State just came into their house, kept the ball for 42 minutes, and won. What do you mean they don't get why people are freaking out on AM? What has AM shown you all year? What? What? Nothing. They played an ugly game against Sam Houston, and then they played an ugly game last weekend against App State. Why are people on this SEC dick ride? The fuck? I hope Miami I ever though I don't like Miami, I hope Miami wrecks A and M at uh I know it's at A&M, A and M little late kickoff at like nine Eastern. But like it's always these ESPN folks too. Oh my god. Like they're like I don't get why the overreaction of Texas A and M. You don't get it? You don't get that App State just came in there and controlled the whole game and you're picking them over Miami? They're like if I were to bet this game, it'd be Texas A&M or stay away. Okay, dude. Whenever Tyler Van Dyke throws for 400 yards, whatever. Miami in that game. Kansas at Houston. Houston's my sign and a half. Uh, you're probably like, dude, why are you talking about this game? It's like, dude, I just told you. Uh, these are like two of my like low key uh, favorite teams. Uh, <laughs> not favorite teams, but teams to watch, I guess. Houston just lost an emotional overtime game versus Texas Tech. Uh, Kansas just won an emotional overtime game at WVU. It's all in the bounce back. Quick memory. Uh, sneaky good game here, I think. I'm expecting a lot of points. Both these offenses are good. Uh, and the defenses can be, uh. Last and not, but yeah, last, last game. Fresno State at USC. USC's is minus 12 and a half. Fresno State is like sneaky good in these type of games. Uh, if you remember last year they beat Ucla in one of these games so uh Fresno State might have the offense to keep up with USC and they have a veteran quarterback that doesn't turn over the ball and like I said usc is averaging eight yards of play but also allowing five yards of play so I think Fresno I think Fresno State's in a good spot here especially at the 12 and a half I could see a cover but that's what my opinion is. So, those were the games I would look out for this year, uh, this week. Uh, bad set of bets last week, huh? So, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stop sharing my bets. Because I notice when I share my bets, I don't freaking win. And when I keep it close to the heart and I don't tell anyone, that's when I win. So, I'm gonna stop being cute. I'm gonna stop tracking my shit. And I'm gonna just let that thing sling. I'm gonna just sling it. I'm gonna be a degenerate in doing so. And that's when I win. So... Uh, that's that's what it's gonna go like. Um, but yeah, should be a good week out of games. Like I know there's not like no marquee matchups, but there could be some sneaky good games. So you got Pitt traveling to Western Michigan for a 7:30 game. Uh, JJ McCarthy was officially named the starter for Michigan. But that's gonna wrap up our show. And see you on the flip. Peace.